Good morning. Welcome to the name of Jesus. Today is the 25th Sunday after Pentecost, and uh, our sermon text today is from the Ma- our gospel lesson from Matthew chapter 25, and it's the story of the ten virgins, and most importantly, their lamps. And we'll be talking about that and figuring out where are we in that story from Jesus. Also today, as you can see, we will be dedicating all of our shoeboxes um, as we send them off uh, all around the world. And we're going to try to track some of them so we can find out where they end up with, and we'll let you know as we find out. Also, we have two more large uh, print Bibles that are our Lutheran Braille workers did this past week and a half, and so we'll dedicate those also and get those sent off to two more individuals so they can actually read scripture and all. And so it's, it's a wild and crazy around here, which is all good. It's all for the Lord. We pray that if you, um, as we, we gather this morning, that if you hear God's word through the hymns, the songs, the liturgy, through... Um, hopefully through the, uh, the message today, as well as as we come and receive the body and blood of Jesus, that our faith is strengthened, because we can hear a lot about faith today, and so hopefully that'll kind of click with us, so that when we get sent out to the world, we're, we're strong, and we know we can rely on, on Christ to, to take us wherever he wants us to go, so we can share the message of Jesus with this world. Let's begin this morning by singing our opening hymn, hymn number 905, Come Thou Almighty King. Please rise.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Merciful Lord, as we await the day to come when Christ returns, we grow impatient as we wait. As we await the day to come when Christ returns, we grow impatient with others. As we await the day to come when Christ returns, we grow impatient with you. But let justice roll down like waters.
but let justice roll down like water. In his parable, Jesus reminds his people to watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. In our watch and in our waiting, the Lord remains faithful to his promises of provision and assurance of grace and forgiveness. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, we do not know the day nor the hour of the coming and glory of the bridegroom, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
from the Old Testament Amos, a prophet of God, who was preaching to the northern kingdom for their idolatry. We hear from 5.18-24. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light, as if a man fleed from a lion and met a bear, and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall, and a serpent, serpent bit him. It is not the day of the Lord. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light and gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs, to the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But justice, let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of the Lord. The gradual. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. The epistle is from the first, first book of Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will first rise. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. He's coming this way. Please rise. Hallelujah. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. To both us and you today. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. And five were wise. 
But when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the, t the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Would our children come up for the children's message? Where have all the boys gone again? Did you guys chase them away last time? Nope. Okay, I need your help today, okay? So I'm going to give you each a bell. But you can't ring it until I tell you to. Promise? Okay. Oops, that was me, not you guys. You're good. I tell you, I'll tell you how many times to ring your bell, right? And all you have to do is just kind of go like, like that, not, don't do that. Okay. So say three times, go, one, two, three. Got it? We're good? All right. So, we have a lot of natural disasters, fires, earthquakes, and tornadoes. So when I was your guys' age, which was a long time ago, Ah, okay. It was a real long time ago. <laughs> oh. And so w when I was in school, what we would do, we would have drills all the time. And our teachers would, would practice, like, for when we had to go have an earthquake, they would ring their bell three times. So ring your bells three times. 
and then we would have to get underneath our desk. And then when, and when everything was over, it was all okay, they would just say, okay, time to get up. And there was usually one bell. Ring one bell. Oh, you're playing music. Awesome. <laughs> that is great. Um, when we had a fire drill, that was, that was the big one. We had fire drills all the time at my school. So whenever there was a fire drill, they would ring their bells five times. You ready? Five times. One, two. And the reason they rang bells was so that we would be prepared. Prepared when the earthquake was to get underneath our desk, when there was a fire to get in a line, and we would walk outside away from the building. So in our gospel lesson that we just read, there was a lot of things about being prepared. There were these ten virgins, bridesmaids, if you will, and five of them were prepared and five of them were not prepared. And they used the symbol of oil. So the five that were prepared had full oil and they had extra oil. The five who were not prepared did not have enough oil, nor did they have extra oil. And then when the bridegroom came, those that had the oil escorted him in, the door was closed, and the door was locked. So when the other five came who were not prepared, who did not hear the bells, if you will, they couldn't get in. So what does all that mean? You can tell me. You want me to tell you? Okay. So basically, in a nutshell, what Jesus is talking about, because this is Jesus who's telling the story, is that we, you guys, most certainly all of them, everybody outside, everybody around the world has to be ready. Because when the bell rings, go ahead, ring the bell one time. Play music, that's good. And uh, we have to be ready for Jesus coming back. Because then he will bring us to heaven if we what? What do we have to do to get to heaven? Believe in Jesus, right? We believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And if we don't and we, we hear that bell, we're not going to be ready to go. And then when it shuts, those who don't believe in Jesus get left behind. And, and all of us who believe, we hear that bell, we're prepared, we're ready to go because of faith in Jesus, we get to go to heaven. That's the whole story of what we heard in the gospel lesson for us. So, don't know if he's going to ring bells when he comes back. There's going to be trumpets, and there's going to be music, and there's going to be all this stuff, wonderful stuff that's going to come back, so we'll know. But some of us will, will die before that. So we still have to be ready and, and believe before, before we die, because once we're dead, we can't believe, right? Make sense? Okay. So we're going to pray, and then I'm going to have you guys wake them up. Let's pray. Join me, will you? Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus' message of the ten virgins. Help us to be like the five who are ready so that our faith in you would be strong. And lead us to help others don't know Jesus, so they too can be ready. In Jesus' name.
tent. And when that happens, we're going to have a party. Sounds like great. All right. Well done. We now have a bell choir. Let's sing our hymn of the day.
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our sermon text is the gospel lesson for today, Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. In our gospel today, Jesus tells the parable about a wedding feast. But the real feast that Jesus speaks is eternal, uh, is eternal in proportion. Everything that you and I need to understand in this parable is, is all in the very first verse. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. The ten virgins are like bridesmaids, young, excited, having waited with their friend for a long, long time for this day. In the time of Christ, this, the soon-to-be-wedded couple's parents had arranged, would have arranged the marriage with much forethought and planning. Once announced, the couple would endure a long year of betrothal or engagement during which they would spend significant time in each parent's household to ensure that they were hard workers, kind, generous, faithful, devoted Jews who followed the ways of God all in the circle of the family living. And as the wedding day would draw near, nearer and nearer, the couple spent more time with each other, though still under the, the very watchful eye of their parents until finally... The feast was held, and the feast was anticipated with much joy and gladness, and part of the fun was not knowing when the bridegroom would show up. How long would he keep the bride waiting? He could come early in the day, or he could come very, very late. Either way, the bridesmaid's main job was to keep the bride ready, to keep themselves ready, and to be ready to welcome the bridegroom at the main event. In Jesus' parable for the people, of the ten virgins mentioned, five were wise, five were foolish. Part of the invitation to the feast involved some preparation on the part of the invitees in this parable. The bridesmaids were the invitees. And not knowing the hour, the bridesmaids also had to have lamps in case it was late in the day or the bridegroom came at night. Each was to have their own lamp to light their way and the way of the bridegroom when he came. And lamps at that time were required, were required pure oil to burn or they would give off an odorous, smoky aroma and dim light. The wise virgins had prepared for this event, purchasing oil for their lamps ahead of the day, knowing the bridegroom's time of coming was uncertain. They had oil. And they were ready for him. These bridesmaids rep represent those who believe in the coming of the groom. They had prepared for his coming by learning his ways, studying his word, getting to know all they could about him so they would recognize him when he came. They represent the faith of those who know the groom, know Jesus, and are ready for his arrival, much the same as the bride during their time of betrothal tried to learn as much as she could about her intended groom. And now her heart is full with desire to please him, not because he commands her, but because during their courtship, likened to our time of, the, of this earth getting to know Jesus, she had found her betrothed to be faithful in all his dealings kind, and good. So her response to join with him is based on love for him, 
not just duty. She has done her part. She has kept her faith and is prepared to meet him. The foolish virgins, on the other hand, were not prepared. They did not seek to learn about the groom, nor did they believe he would come when they least expected it. They felt they had more time to play before he came and were concerned about their preparations. They, in effect, said, yes, we'll come to the party and think he might at some point show up. But we have other things to do. More fun is to be had while we wait for that time. So we'll wait until that time is better for us to go out and buy oil, oil to decide this on this faith thing, to decide if we want to know this Jesus. He seems like a bit of a bore, so maybe later. Unfortunately, it did get late, and the hour came, and these foolish ones then thought at the last minute, it might be time to look for some more oil, to figure out this faith thing, this Jesus thing, and when they went off to find it, of course, most of all the shops were closed, so the task was even more difficult. They had to wander down many streets, took many wrong turns before finding a street that led to what appeared to be an open shop. It was a deceptive place and did not sell true, pure oil. They ran back to the wise ones in their group asking for some of their oil. And again, unfortunately, each must acquire their own oil. And this is essentially what the wise virgins said when they countered the request to give us some of your oil with, there will not be enough for us and for you. Go and buy some for yourself. And while we, you and I, can show people, even tell people how to prepare for the feast, each must come to faith as an individual. Each must prepare themselves for the coming of the groom, who is Jesus. We cannot give another our faith. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit that comes when you and I first begin to prepare for the Lord's coming. It is that seed planted in us when we first heard someone tell us about Jesus, the word, and are moved to be moved to or brought to baptism, the faith of our parents who bring us as little children to be baptized, to be brought into the family of God, is a faith based on the same promise that God gave to Abraham. That faith imparted by the Holy Spirit is confirmed again when we first voice our convictions, our belief in the Savior at whatever age that might be. But it is not something that someone else can grow for us, prepare for us, believe for us. We, you and I, must prepare, we must believe, we must wait ever ready for that day he comes. To say it another way, the lamps of the wise virgins are filled with one thing, faith. While the lamps of the foolish virgins are filled with disdain or disregard of the things of faith in God and filled more with the things of self, with enticements of the world, things that will not last nor serve them well when Jesus, the groom, comes to begin the great celebratory feast. It's not at all all that in and of themselves the wise are any better than the foolish, but there is a difference. We are like the foolish ones when we allow our faith to go dormant. 
when we become apathetic to the things of God, when we forget in whom we believe and live as though he didn't really exist or matter in this life or fail to worship the one who created all things and sustained us. The truly foolish virgins take the chance that if there is a God out there and he is good as people say he is, it won't really matter what they do now because he'll let everyone into the afterlife party anyway. These foolish ones become quite vile and evil in their disdain and actions against those who are preparing for him. Those who do believe and try to remain prepared to hold on to their faith in the face of an evil world. These foolish ones mock the God the wise ones believe in, persecute the wise ones for their belief by ignoring them, making fun of their preparedness, their faith in in any number of ways. Other foolish ones may be good, upright citizens, humanitarians who are polite, kind, compassionate, but their lamp lamp is not filled with the right oil, that which Jesus speaks of in the parable. The pure, unadulterated oil of faith in him and the lamp that remains full and burning until he comes. The problem with merely being good and acceptable in the eyes of men is that none are righteous. All have fallen short. All have sinned. And it is not our work, our righteousness that counts for anything in the end. But only the righteousness of Christ and his work accomplished, and perfectly completed for you and me. These foolish ones will not be able to enter the marriage feast of the groom, Jesus, and his bride, the church of faithful believers. They will be off doing their own thing. And when the signs of his arrival come, they will be scurrying around trying to figure out where the oil is, trying to find faith in something, perhaps even in the one they, they now realize was the truth, though They will be deceived, and many will not make it back in time for the banquet. The door to the feast will be closed, slammed shut with a dreadful loud thud and a hollow ring when the key locks the door. Like our first readings this morning in Amos, these foolish ones believe in their own efforts, their own account of things, and are self-satisfied. They believe in their own goodness, but they will not enter the feast, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Returning to the wise virgins, there are you and I, ones who have been invited to come from hearts unknown and called to come to the feast, listened to the call, accepted the invitation with gladness, and began to prepare for the main event, to train ourselves to study the ways of the groom so we would recognize him when he came. And we, you and I, will be ready. Part of a truly repentant sinner extended an invitation to something so precious, thrilled at the invitation, realizes that they are not worthy of such a feast given in their honor, are not worthy of the gifts of the bridegroom and what he gives, but because he asks, They humbly fill their vessels of faith, their lamps, with good, pure oil, the oil of his word by faith. And they try to live worthy of the invitation. They cannot contain their 
great joy and share the wonderful news with everyone. They are excited. They are anticipating the wedding feast. All oil lamps, like our oil lamps, have wicks. The wick is like the Holy Spirit that was placed in us and given to us again as a gift when we first heard about the bridegroom Jesus and were extended the invitation that he gave to follow him. The wick is the Holy Spirit given to you and to me at baptism, and without the wick, the lamp cannot burn oil. The wick, the Holy Spirit, is the start of our oil of faith that fills our lamps. Through trials and temptations, or through trials and temptations, the, the lamps of the faithful, of the ones who are preparing and are prepared for the coming of the bridegroom, have been filled with and sustained by faith. And the healing that comes from oil of faith, the purity and the holiness that comes from forgiveness, a purity that was won by the crushing of olives that provide oil for use, by the pressing out of the very life of Christ for our sake on the cross so that we could be made into pure oil and burn brightly. The lamps of the wise are continually filled as the oil burns down each day when faced with the issues of this life. The oil is filled in the word when he says, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the way, the truth, and the light. Come, follow me. When he offers himself and the bread and the wine for us to, to sup with him, to be strengthened in the field in our faith by believing, we say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Keep my faith pure and untainted by doubt so that the light I give will be pure and bright. We come as impure oil in need of cleansing and refinement. We find it in the word and in the daily absolution of our sins. We find it in fellowship of like-minded believers who are also preparing for the feast and encourage us to continue doing the same. On the great day, the final day before the eternal feast, when the groom comes, he will come to usher you in through the gates of heaven into the feast, which there will be no end. A feast not marred by tears, no sorrow, no despair, for he will come and usher you into the perfect kingdom, the one you were created to enjoy and have been redeemed for once more by faith, not by your own efforts to win an invitation into the event, but by faith in the one who offers the feast, offers it as a gift. Will you be ready? When he comes, no matter what hour, let your lamp be filled with the pure oil of faith. Let your lives be filled with the one thing needful, and that is Christ and Christ alone. Today, we've dissected one parable about the kingdom of heaven. Remain wise, my friends, my brothers, my sisters. Hold fast to your faith in waiting for the coming of the bridegroom, the coming of Jesus. Remember that in these last days, he will come to judge both the living and the dead. 
may be found alive in Christ and not dead to him nor unprepared when his angels come with him to announce the feast has begun. Let us all be prepared and remain prepared to enter his kingdom, to be about the Father's business. May you not hear the word from me. I knew you not. Clarify and refine your faith now. Today is this season. Be diligent in reading and applying the scriptures, the very words Christ of Christ in your daily life. This is your preparedness. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb and say yes to the Lord Jesus. Says and say, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come. His response is, yes, I am coming soon. And all of those who are ready will enter in. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, fill our wicks with your Holy Spirit. Fill our orbs with faith in Jesus. Keep it strong in us. When Jesus comes and welcomes us to the party, we are ready and we can enter in. In Jesus' name, amen. As I mentioned at the beginning of service, we have some dedications. We have about 45 to 50 boxes that will be shipped all around the world, filled with toys, blankets, toiletries, and God's word and other things. So we're going to dedicate them as they get sent off. And like I said, we'll track some. We'll try to track some so we can find out where they end. Let us pray. Loving God, we pray for your blessing on these shoe boxes for the mission of Samaritan Purse Operation Christmas Child. We pray for the hurting children and their families whose lives will be impacted by these boxes and the contents that we pack with love. We pray especially that through these gifts, the hearts of the children and their families will be open to your love and the message of your grace through Jesus Christ. We pray also for those who are participating in some way in the mission of Operation Christmas and for the process of collecting, processing, transporting, and delivering of the boxes to their destination. We want to help make disciples. We want kids to know that they are loved by the creator of the universe. We want kids to know that Jesus died for their sins. Needed unconditional love. This end in faith, we ask your blessing. And now we're in week three, and we have our large Bibles in case. For those who have not seen these yet, this is one-third of the large print Bible. We have three boxes this size, which is the whole Old Testament, New Testament, and large print for those people who, who are nearly blind. And this one, goes, it will be sent to Andrea in Indiana. And this one to Angela, in, uh, also in Indiana, a different town. So we are going to dedicate them, too, as they uh, get put in the mail tomorrow. Let us pray.
Blessed be your name, O Lord, our God. You are the fount and source of every blessing. You have revealed yourself to your human creation in many and diverse ways. Our memory of your revelation is maintained and reverence in the scriptures that we hold in our hand here in these boxes. Look with delight upon us as we dedicate these Bibles, which will be sent out to two individuals who need large print Bibles. Encourage them with the help of the Holy Spirit to use these sacred writings for their prayer and inspiration, for the increase of their faith and devotion, and for the building up of your kingdom. Through your word, may these Bibles transform the recipients in the very likeness of Christ, your son who lives and reigns with you forever and ever. Amen. And, and thanks go out to our Braille team, large print Bible teams, as they, uh, Dylan, she sit here, there's three teams working every week. Would you rise and confess your faith with me in the words of the Nicene Creed? I believe. The Lord invites us to come to him with petitions and supplications. We commonly close our prayers with amen, derived from the Hebrew verb amen means certainly or to confirm. As Martin Luther put it, amen means yes, yes, it shall be so. As we wait the day of the Lord, we pray in confidence as scripture closes with the words, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We, in our way, come to our Lord in prayer, proclaim our amens, and confidently invite him to come. Let us pay, pray for the people of God and the bridegroom, Christ Jesus, his bride, the church, and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, grant to us all things needful and dissuade us from things harmful. Fill the oil in our lamps, strengthen and nourish our faith that united together we as your church and as your people confidently and courageously shine your light to our neighbors, our community, and the world. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, keep us ready in our waiting for the promised day to come when the door is open 
and we are welcomed to the wedding feast. In our wake, keep us from earthly distractions that would lead us away from you. By your Holy Spirit, keep us prepared to welcome Jesus when he comes in all his glory at the hour and the day you have set. As we remain trusting in your promises, made promises fulfilled and promises to come. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have already called faithful servants from this life as they are in, in your glorious care and await the resurrection. For we who remain on this earth give comfort and hope to those who grieve. For those who struggle with health of mind or sickness of body, grant healing according to your will and lasting peace in light of affliction. This morning we lift up Stephanie who has a, has a very serious flu. Uh, we'll lift up uh, Barbara who uh, tomorrow will be having back surgery down in, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, and we pray for Lori, who's been dealing with some, health, some health issues. For all those whose needs are known only to you and for all who face the afflictions of this life while awaiting the last day at your time, grant patience. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we pray, come, Lord Jesus, awaiting his return. We know that in the meantime, he even comes to us now through your word and means of grace. And the body and blood given and shed for us, in, with, and under the bread and wine given and received. Forgive us our sins and nourish our faith in our waiting that our hearts and lives be reflective of the grace you freely give. Amen. In your hands, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Please be seated as we receive our offering.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Our Father, Peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to you, gracious Father, that in our waiting upon you, we have been gathered together in fellowship at your table with sins forgiven and faith nourished. We thank you for the foretaste of the wedding feast to come when the Son of Man comes and we will live with you who lives and reigns, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. But let justice roll down like waters. And so we will always be with the Lord. Watch, therefore. He who testifies to these things says, Surely am co- I am coming soon. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Amen. Can't be seated. Announcements. Hi. There are some changes to the church and early learning center Christmas dinner. It is still on Saturday, December 9th, starting at 5 in the afternoon with the children's Christmas program first in the church. Then to follow, there will be the Christmas dinner, 100% potluck, that's a change, with the ham as the main entree and sides galore prepared by all of us, all of us, to be served down in the gym. That's a change where there's more seating. With this change, I pray there will be many volunteers to help with the miracle of setting up and breaking down the huge gym and helping with the kitchen du duties of up and down the back stairs with food and such. We all aren't getting any younger, so it might take two and a half people to do one person's job. Get your steps in. Yep. <laughs> With this being said, I reached out to the community for volunteers and was blessed to serve rather than receive. There is an organization called Western Service Workers that, have some, that some of you may have heard of. Their group is a private membership of low-income service, domestic in-home care, domestic in-home care, part-time, and temporary workers that has been in operation since 1973. This is a little glitch here, but it's a good one. They have helped our church in the past with laborious activities like our Christmas dinner. That's why I went to them. But when I went to them to ask for help, I found out that they themselves are overwhelmed because of their because their volunteers are planning to feed 100 people from their own underemployed group of volunteers. So I said to the woman I was speaking with, Erica was her name, the office manager, how can I help? We prayed together, we hugged, and we cried a little bit because she needs help too. She said they need turkeys to serve 100 people their people that are of less privilege than we are. <coughs> so I thought about that and I said, well, I think our church could have come up with at least 10 turkeys and have them by next Sunday. I have already bought one frozen turkey at Winco for 98 cents a pound and spent only $14. If anyone is able to buy a turkey, Call me, and I can get that turkey to Western Service Workers. God bless you for doing this. He has blessed me with the joy with the short-term project that he gently dropped in my lap. I wanted to do it. I was tearful. I was like, oh, man, I'm asking, and she needed more. So back to the Christmas dinner. <laughs> there will be a sign-up board for the food and volunteers in the Narthex next weekend. Um, hopefully we'll be okay on all of this with the sign. Thank you.
Vicki Nethery and I thank you and bless you from the fellowship committee. Well, that's a little hard to follow now, isn't it? Um, so I am will be in the back area selling candles and popcorn. And last week, I didn't tell you, but the candles all have like love and praise. They're the faith collection. So, and they all have different scents. Um, one is vanilla bean. One is cedar and spice. One is juicy peach. That's the one I ordered. Um, so come see me and I will be back there. I'm speaking. Pastor, would you open that door over there, please? I'm calling for the, I'm uh, talking to you about the Lutheran um, Bible workers, the LBW. We are number 328 in our, as a group. And after the service is over, if any of the, first of all, who all of you that are sitting here now have been helping put the Bibles together? Would you please stand or, you'll stand up. Okay, if some of you can come in and help me uh, receive all the rest of the people and talk to them about what's happening, we'd love to have you. But uh, we would like to open the door today for all those of you, thank you, you can sit down. <laughs> uh, for all of you that have, have uh, wondered about how these Bibles got put together. I was, that last song, Shine, Jesus, Shine, Shine, all it spoke about was getting God's word out, you know, keeping those oils, oil lamps lit. So we're doing that in a very interesting way. We are not Braille, because the Braille takes a different type of a machine and a way bigger uh, um, place to put it all. But the Lord led us to doing the big print, which is a Point eighteen, And um, when you come in here to look and see and maybe think about wanting to be a part of uh, a uh, portion of this, um, I can show you how we can show you how the, a few little tricks on what we're doing and how it all works. So um, take the time out to come on over and say hi to us. And um, thank you so much for all your prayers and keep praying for these people. We're trying to keep their they're at least their first names in front of you that that we're, um, it's just been a blessing. Many, many, many blessings over, and I know everybody that's been doing this can feel the same way. Thank you so much. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for all of you who are online watching this with us and celebrating and worshiping, and thank you for you too. And I uh, pray you all are blessed by uh, the hymns, the songs, liturgy, communion, sermon, what I learned. Um, go right when you, when you leave, or go back there, and then go right, or get a cup of coffee first, and then go back there, um, and then go Bible. Bible study starts in 14 minutes, 14 minutes, so if you have time to say hello, you see somebody you don't know, go say hi, right? Shine, Jesus, shine. And uh, I took care of that already. Oh, 
Uh, no, I didn't take that holiday. Uh, the high school bicycle. Uh, I go for bicycle ride today. The high school high school Bible study class. Uh, Merle's out of town because of the, the surgery, and um, Steph's sick, so we're we're not. You can go into the adults and do study study Revelation. And some of you have done that already um, a couple different times. So please come for that too. And uh, again, if you have any questions or anything, you can stop by here, see me, call me, email me, text me, all those wonderful things. Let's go serve the Lord and let the light shine brightly.